What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Matt Lieb. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod Pod Yourself a Gun, a Sopranos podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Sopranos and And Talking Sopranos with Steve Sharipa. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, that doesn't exist. Thank you so much for uh listening once again just want to remind you to please give us five stars in review i swear to god dude i've just like we've been uh podcasting so far with a lot of people just do what you want like if you don't want to leave a review that's uh, you know you know live your truth man vince this is i need i need us to present a united front to our children here Uh uh-huh okay um and uh you know this is like we're co-parenting all of our piggies together and we need to both decide i think they need to at celebrities and and tweet at them go on pod yourself a gun like you know oh yeah i mean i'm also okay with that like if you're someone who's like "Uh, go on pod yourself a gun yes right yeah but i'm i'm i would love it for you guys to just do that that would be great i mean in lieu of like if you can't do a review because you're like you have an android or something like then please go on twitter or instagram uh and just at hot celebrities like mostly hot girls that'd be cool Yeah, yeah yeah um uh or just like say to them like hey you know who's hot and then tag us <laughs> that would be sick uh also uh feel free to go to patreon.com slash to get our bonus episodes of the frogcast as well as there's the eight dollar tier in which we will give you a shout out um and a mafia nickname at the end of the episode so patreon.com slash broadcast please do that and that's uh that's all the calls to action up top uh see you next week (laughs) just kidding (laughs) bye yeah goodbye um today vince and i uh are presenting a very fun episode uh from season five episode three where's johnny and our guest 
for this wonderful episode of The Sopranos. You know him from the Sup Doc podcast with Paco Romaine and George Chen. Ladies and gentlemen, Paco Romaine is here. Yay. Call me Feech, dude. Call me fucking Feech. I'll call you Feech then. What's up, Feech Lamont? Like, thank you uh, for coming on, Paco. We really appreciate it. I have been wanting to do this podcast before you even started it. That's how nice. Uh, that's how much I love this podcast, and um, I love the Sopranos, and I love you guys. So Aww, there's thank a lot you, of love buddy. there. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, all the mm-hmm. things that you love. It's Sopranos. It's podcasting. It's Matt yeah. Lieb and Vince Mancini. I love it's you guys a- as much as I loved Karen's last CD. Oh, oh. damn, that's a lot. Rest mm-hmm. in you, rest you want to put us. So. You, you want to. Yeah, very good. <laughs> rest in pasta. Uh, so, uh, Paco, tell me. Uh, you know, quick little interview here. I do this with every guest. Um, Fun. Some people say I'm the best Sopranos interviewer of all time. That's what do I've you heard. like? Do you like the Sopranos? <laughs> I love the Sopranos. Say. Yeah, although I pronounce it Sopranos. Oh, do you? Soprano. Yeah, Where, not you're, Soprano. You're from the Midwest, right? I'm from the glorious Midwest. Yeah, that's how we say it out there. I say Soprano, and I'm from California. You're so. from Fresno. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, see? Not Soprano. But they say like, Soprano on the show, and I feel like I would have said it anyways. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I mean, you know, I think there's one correct way, but I don't, you know, I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't subscribe to it. No, um, I love the Sopranos. Sopranos, love them. Did it, love them to did death. It, did it come out? Were Were you a fan while the show was on the air? Yeah, it nice. sure was. I've been. I think I started watching in '99 or whenever the fuck it first came out. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, you had, that, yeah, you had that fucking premium cable early on. Fuck yeah! It's the only reason anyone signed up to HBO in the late '90s. That's true. There it was, was that, nothing else on. Yeah, I mean well, they had they had Arliss. There was Dream On. They there had Dream was, On. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. But nobody remembers Dream On. What Dream was Dream On? Well, I don't know best. Dream On. It was, What's it Dream was on? Brian Ben Ben, and he had dreams. Uh, That's not a name of a person. It is. Brian Ben Ben. <laughs> and sometimes his <laughs> dreams had naked ladies in them. Yeah, a lot of times with big boobies. Yeah. Wait, but what was it? What was the dream about? What was He's it just a show a guy about? That dra- that, there was a lot of stock footage. It was like when splicing stock footage uh, to to illustrate people's mindset was still like new and novel. It was a good show though. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It was but awesome. What, what was it about? Dude, I just told you this guy. He's it was a guy. about a guy who dreamed about titties. Uh, sometimes <laughs> I'm not always yeah. about titties, but you know, sometimes other stuff too. Wow. This is, uh, this is blowing my mind. I don't remember this An show, American but situation comedy about the family life, romantic life and career of Martin Tupper, a divorced New York city book editor played by Brian Ben Ben. Bro, I'm sorry. His name was. Is it? Is there a hyphen there? Nope. <laughs> no. It's it's Ben Ben. Brian Ben Ben. ben. Capital B E N B E N. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun what? name. Super fun name. Brian Ben Ben. Ben Ben. <laughs> yeah. Brian uh, Brian Feech Ben Ben. It was uh, created name. by the creators of Friends, I, which I didn't know until just his now. last name was. No. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was, yeah they would like workshopped it in the writers' room. Like, what is the the simultaneously the least and most forgettable last name of all time? <laughs> Did they they were gonna call it the one where we name him Ben Ben? But. <laughs> <laughs> it was right ben before ben. lunch, and people were like, "Ah, good enough." <laughs> Good yeah. enough. It's good enough. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. I didn't know that. The people that created Friends created Dream On. Dream On. Yeah, Marty wow. Kaufman and David Crane. Wow. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, that was that was also the only reason to get HBO at that time too was Dream On. But yeah. then then it was HB. Then it was uh the Sopranos. Sopranos, Sopranos and Six then- Feet Under, and then of course John oh, from right. Cincinnati. John from <laughs> Cincinnati. This is I I mean you guys. That's a show I'll never forget. It was so good. Um. So did you? Uh, how many times have you rewatched it? Are you one of those guys who likes eight. to do? A, <laughs> did you say eight? I think I'm on my eighth rewatching. Wow, yeah. that's uh, that's that is some. You've got you like it. Then. I like it a lot. I mean, I even have <laughs> uh, the box sets. I have the DVD box sets as well. But now nice. I don't need them because it's all on the the worst app ever, the HBO Max app. It it's is. On that. I can't believe they made such a bad app. It's, it's wild. The, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. On the phone, you're watching it on the phone. No, no, even on like a smart TV, it's uh, like impossible. Yeah, no, you have to does, search to get yeah, anything. Yeah, it's no, it's so awful. And it's, it's the very worst. laggy. Yeah, it sucks. It's very <laughs> laggy. Horrible UI, horrible experience. I have it on my PS4 and it crashes constantly. Yeah. It's it crazy. It sucks. It's crazy how much it crashes. This is like old technology. Just yeah. just I you haven't figured this out yet? Who who greenlit that? I don't know. Some who idiot. Who let that go? Some dumb some some, some idiot. dumb idiot. Some it's idiot who's probably Someone younger than ben us. Ben Ben. Yeah, Pro- yeah. Probably Ben Ben is high up in the world now. Yeah. I don't know. This is my eighth. I think this is my eighth rewatching of the entire series. I just, when I find, sometimes I get bored, I don't want to, I'm like, what should I watch? I'm like, fuck it. Go back to The Sopranos. Yeah, I feel you. I do the same thing. I just, it's nice background stuff. Although, I'll be real with you guys. Um, So, I had the flu like uh, a like a week or two weeks ago. I mm. forget time. Uh, And I just randomly was like, uh, put on an episode of Game of Thrones, and then I just started rewatching. Now I'm just like, right, re- rewatching Game of Thrones. So that I, maybe that'll be my new rewatch thing. That could be. I tried to rewatch the Game of Thrones, and I just couldn't get through the first like three episodes. I was like, can't do it. Well, the first couple are hard. Uh, the heart one of the harder, some of the harder ones to get through. I would say. Yeah, they feel very um, English. You, yeah, you don't know anybody <laughs> yet. You're like, oh, look at all these names. Isn't that yeah. any names? <laughs> It feels very like uh, Knights of the Round Table, and you're just like, oh, this is, why would anyone watch this? I, I don't I, And yeah. then at some point, you see your first, like, titties, and you're just like, oh, I get it. I'm in. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Yeah. yeah. It's like the dire, like, when they find the dire wolves, I think that's even episode one. I don't know. It I'm is episode like, one, yeah. I was like, blah, I don't want to do this again. It's been too soon. Because the thing with me is I always forget, like, season one through Three, I kind of forget what happens every fucking time I watch it. I'm yeah. always surprised, and then and then I always see things I I've missed before, stuff that right. I've never picked up on, and yeah, yeah, it's a deep it's, fucking show, man. Which we're talking about Sopranos again. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, to no, it is. Yeah, Sopranos is is something that you can kind of like rewatch a bunch of times and find out uh, new things to add to the lore. And uh, who doesn't love lore? You know, I love lore. Gotta I love, love lore. Oh, so much. But, but uh, this isn't a podcast about lore. It kind of is. This isn't a Game of Thrones podcast. No, this is this is a Sopranos <laughs> podcast. It's Pod Yourself a Gun, and of course, we cannot start the episode without first playing uh, the theme song. Pod. 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 Podcast. 
Podcast. Alrighty, Roo, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Today, we are going to be talking about from season five, episode three. Where's Johnny? Where uh, is which he? Where's Johnny? Where'd, where'd Johnny go? Where'd he go? Where's uh, Johnny? Hey, where are you? Uh, March 21st, 2004 is when this came out. Uh, Vince, can you break us off a little piece of that synopsis? Mm. With Carmine's passing and Feach's arrival, turf wars are breaking out around New Jersey. Ben Junior's ben. mental health, meanwhile, starts to decline. Mm, nice. Yeah, this is a, a, a episode about mental health and wellness. Uh-huh. Um, it is. Yeah. It is. I, and Vince, uh, what was happening at the time that this episode premiered? Yeah, that's right, Matt. You know, we can't uh, evaluate any art without knowing the cultural context in which it was produced, as you know. As Uh, I've been known. And for that, we go to the Remember When machine. Walk, walk, daddy, daddy, mama, shoe Remember then, 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 then. Remember Remember when it's the lowest form of conversation. Um, <laughs> we're taking you all the way back to March 21st, 2004. Uh, just the heady, uh, we'll call it the dog days of the aughts, I would say. Sure, you know, sure. Like, oh, yeah. Like, it was pretty clear that we were on uh, this shitty path that has led us to now uh, by this point. Uh, even though yeah. it, was, it was still new and fresh, you know, the world being shitty at that point um yep, yep, yep. some of the stories uh that were big or just that were stories at the time uh, <laughs> this one's from the new york post i'll take paris the hilton heiress lights seth's fire on the oc whoa wherever huh? paris hilton goes trouble <laughs> follows and when the vixenish hotel heiress shows up this week on the oc to lay a big wet kiss on seth cohen it's seth's girlfriend summer who seethes with jealousy uh, Turn wait, that's, that's a story in the newspaper? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, well, I mean, it's the Post. So let's oh, New York crazy. Post, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, turnaround is fair play, however, as Summer gets distracted by a young actor, Grady Bridges, guest star Colin Hanks, son of Tom, who has we invited know. the whole gang to his birthday party. It is I, Colin, son of Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's Game of Thrones, I think. Bring yeah, out yeah. your dead. <laughs> wait, here comes Chet. <laughs> oh my god yo, 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 yo. <laughs> I do think Colin Hanks looks like a guy who collects corpses like he's just got he's got yeah. that look yeah he's weirdly more creepy than his uh, insane uh, you know white boy brother yeah uh, like yeah, it it is. There's something about him that where I'm like, I I get Chet Hanks. I yeah, know what Chet he's is about. an archetype that we know. You yeah, know, he's the rich. I don't. Yeah, he's the rich, rich kid, uh, party son. You know. Yeah, like, he's he's, he's a party that. boy. He likes hip hop culture because he's he doesn't have culture, so he's yeah. just like this is culture. And uh, but then Colin, I don't know much about him other than being Tom Hanks' son and being like you know a, a competent actor. So I just am like. Yeah, he he probably hit someone with his car. He's tall and lurky. That's what I know about him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a lurky look to him. Um, he does. Look, he's got a lurky. A little look. lurky Lou. He's a lurky Lou. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little lurky Lou. Other stories. Uh, Jimmy Carter savages Tony Blair and George W. Bush. Uh, nice. Jimmy Carter, the former U.S. president, has strongly criticized George Bush and Tony Blair for waging an unnecessary war. 
based on lies or misinterpretations. Well, I, I, yeah. You got to give credit where credit is due to Jimmy Carter. The right? dude is is just always on the right side of history. Um, eh, you know. Sort of, yeah. I yeah, mean, after I, he was I don't president. know. Yeah. After president. I'm not yeah. even sure what he was doing while he was president. I not heard. Much. I, I remember it was something along the lines of letting people smoke weed in the White House and I and thinking, oh, that's something. Yeah. That is. You know, yeah, that's something. that counts. Uh, in an interview with The Independent on the first anniversary of the American and British invasion of Iraq, Mr. Carter said the two leaders probably knew that many of the claims being made about Saddam's weapons of mass destruction were based on imperfect intelligence. Yep. He said, there was no reason for us to become involved in Iraq recently. That was a war based on lies and misinterpretations from London and from Washington, claiming falsely that Saddam Hussein was responsible for the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. Uh, check, check, and check. I think yes. that President Bush and Blair probably knew that many of the allegations were based on uncertain intelligence. Uh, or lies. Yeah. I think they call them lies. Yeah. 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 Like mm -hmm. deliberate you know, misinformation. And we're just now today leaving Afghanistan, which is yeah. kind of, I mean, it tells you how fucking long this has been going it's on. It's very exciting right times time. for us. Yeah. It's perfect timing. We just won that war. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Time, yeah. Time we to just go. did it. We just did it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We um, were waiting. Another headline from the post. And I don't, yeah, this is a nice 2000. This is a very 2004 headline. Uh, it yeah. pays to be gay. The L word. Oh my God! It's Showtime against HBO. Oh, the L word. And uh, yeah. I have to point out that pays the S on pays was a dollar sign. Yes. Oh uh, fuck yeah! I'm horny yeah. now. Yeah. With yeah. A, <laughs> with a staple of hot original shows, most notably the hit lesbian themed show, The L Word. Showtime, yeah. once viewed as an also-ran among premium cable networks, is starting to generate <laughs> considerable buzz within the entertainment world. Yeah, yeah, dude. People are like, let's give this Showtime a little looky-loo. Showtime a is banking on the L word. Yeah, that's what the L word actually stands for. The L word is lurchy-loo. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh, to become Showtime's own Sex in the City, the hit HBO show that recently aired its final episode. It's the most beautiful cast of women on television, brags Showtime's chief executive officer, Matt Blank. <laughs> cool. Uh -huh. From Friends? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the L word, along with its other show, Queer as Folk, has replaced has placed Showtime right. at the center of the rise in popularity of gay themed entertainment. Witness the mm -hmm. explosive hit Queer Eye on NBC's Bravo. Yeah, man, they were green lighting a, a lot of uh, a lot of queer shows at the time. Mm -hmm. I remember, mm -hmm. um, you know, being like, yeah, thinking to myself, like, I'm not I'm not gonna like pay for Showtime to watch them, but no. It, when they but come the out on DVD, it, I respect that. I remember thinking I respect the fact that they're making it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, the top movies in the country, Shrek. Is that 2. the whole article? There's not. The, the, I mean, tell me more. About, finish the article. I so, can, yeah. Tell me more about Queers Fuck, dude. Okay. I want to hear about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Showtime's push fuck. towards making its own mark comes at a time when HBO is not only seeing the end of Sex and the City, but also nearing the end of The Sopranos, which recently entered its fifth season. HBO plans to wind down the series after six years. Well, it takes a little longer than that because uh, <laughs> yeah, they they film it and then they just hold on to it for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, clearly we're always compared to HBO blank says the fact that some of their shows are going off the air gives Showtime a chance to grab a greater share of attention in the media. Uh, 
Viacom yeah. show. Do yeah, you want to you want to read the numbers? <laughs> Fine. Top movies in the country were Shrek All 2, right. Troy, yeah. uh, Van Helsing, and Mean Girls. Boy, Van Helsing, yeah. that was a movie that sucked. Um, yeah, that was pretty bad. That uh, movie was bad. Troy was sick, though. I remember loving Troy. Yeah. They're all Greek. It's all Greek to me, you know? Hey, <laughs> we're having fun. Uh, now, nah, let's do it. Top pop song is still Burned by Usher. Uh, and the top oh. top rock song is still uh, Cold Hard Bitch by Jet. Cold Hard Bitch. Again, certified banger in my opinion. It's very good. I, can you sing some of it? I don't know if Cold I'm Yeah, sing it. Bitch, just a kiss on her lips. And she was all away to give me. That's it. Uh, all okay. right, do, an, do another one. Yeah. You want me to do a little more guitar? No, I think I, I, no, I've heard enough of it and I, (laughs) I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, just because I don't have an auto tune, Matt. Sorry. How dare you, dude? I don't do everything with auto tune. That's unbelievable that you would even say that. Uh, but that's uh, uh, that was basically the remember when machine. I think we all remember at this point. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. the time very well. It was a very amazing time in American history. Uh, girls' was eyebrows a- were thin. Their pants yeah. were low, and our low. pants were big. Yeah. And you could see the girls' cum gutters, whatever mm-hmm. the girl girl version of a cum, or like uh, that. Um, Kind of the uh, the upper pussy area, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I loved that. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> what does that stand for? The upper pussy. Oh, area. upper pussy. Yeah. Okay, I got. It. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no. Shit was hot back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, war war was sick. You had Things to trim the top of your pubes off so they didn't come out the top. Of yeah, your, yeah. But you so kept much. the rest really hairy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. that was what I. Yeah. Yeah. The the border. It's innocent hair. times, man. Two thousand four. Yeah. in it. Wasn't John Kerry was was in it, wasn't he? At that point. Yeah, at was that point he the, was he was like people were like, "This is our guy. This is uh, our dude right here." Yeah. Yeah. He had just like won the nomination. This guy's or, like, cool. Was, he was in a war. He like wins yeah. surfs. Yeah. Related to Heinz ketchup or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He trees, married into trees. the Heinz fortune. God damn, I fucking hate Democrats so much. I know. They're the worst. Oh, God damn it. Why did they do that? Like the uh, fucking slam dunk of like a a fucking election beating the guy who like lied us into Iraq. Mm -hmm. And we're like, let's get the Heinz guy. Let's do the Heinz guy. So uh, today, like we said, we're talking about the episode Where's Johnny? They put too many. they had a bunch of misleading ads on Friendster, and it really uh, fucked up that whole election. That's true. That's right. I remember yeah. that. They were yeah. creating the, fake uh, law MySpace cats. accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were, yeah, like they were. Yeah. I can has four more years, and people were like, oh, man, yeah. that, I guess we got to re-elect Bush. <laughs> it's funny, it's funny when the cat doesn't use proper grammar. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we thought it was cats. funny. He was actually just Russian. Yeah, That's no, exactly. Funny. That's why I didn't use proper grammar. English was a second language. First language? Fucking Russian. Dude. People, <laughs> people don't know that about that time. Um, oh, my anyways, we're talking about Where's Johnny? Season 5, Episode 3. Like uh, Vince said, you know, uh, there's a war going on between, you know, uh, fucking Lil Carmine and Johnny Sack. And, you know, turf wars are breaking out around New Jersey and mental health and blah, blah, blah. Um, it's a boring synopsis, which is why, uh, every week I like to present to you my personal bada B stories about this episode, which I will present to you. 
now. Vince, it's a clip. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Yeah. So then who is the heir with Carmine in the ground? Tony is living off the crumbs Like a yeah. rock Junior's head has collapsed Now he's asking random black people that he sees Where is Johnny? Where is Johnny? Where is Johnny? Season 5, episode 3 Alright, we're halfway there <laughs> halfway. Tony never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Tony suggests doing a triumvirate. Janice is pretending to cook some dinner again. Lorraine tries to collect. But then Philly shows up and she's like, wait, 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 a second cock. Where is Johnny? <laughs> Polly fights speech. Tony B does laundry. Tony never had makings of a varsity athlete. What That's up, great. bitch? It's a great choice. Name... I feel like I was bumping that song a lot in 2004. So, really yeah, no. Yeah, Is that it... just the karaoke version? Or did you play? No, yeah, that was me it? doing all of the instruments. Um, no, it's not. It was oh. the karaoke version. You print? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some some of them are Prince more rushed. To... Dipshits. <laughs> all right, everyone suck a dick. Yeah. All right. You guys can get your cock sucked like Lorraine. Like from... Lorraine wants to? Yeah. Um so <clears throat> I feel like this is a great episode. I feel like this is a very uh thematically streamlined episode, which Yes. You don't it didn't feel like there's a lot of wasted scenes in this. Um No, yeah, and the and the A, B and C stories like all of them uh connect in this way that is um it, it just keeps the momentum going the whole time. Like this is one of the like this is a sleeper favorite episode for me yeah i mean i i just like this is the season's best so far even though yeah. it like it's not necessarily the most memorable one when you're like trying to look back on like all your favorite episodes a lot of that is like the obvious fucking ones yeah, like white when, caps when memorable right? things happen and like yeah. right yeah like you know you think of people's deaths and blah 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 but this one is just like it is fucking it's hilarious it's dramatic it's it makes me fucking cry at the end uh it's got everything it's got all the good jokes um and it's got a lot of good jokes yeah and uh, some of my favorite poly stuff happens it's just it's so good um yeah i think well oh, sorry go ahead i was gonna when you know what happens when you go back and watch this episode after you know how the entire thing wraps up sure you can now see how big this episode did what a linchpin this episode is because it's literally laying the course of what's about to happen for the next 
two Se- right uh, seasons yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. really is it, it's an important episode for like w- what the relationships are going to be like moving forward with a lot of the characters interpersonally but also like uh what's going to happen between new york and new jersey um yeah. and I, I think like thematically this is very clear that it's a conflict between like it's a, con- a conflict between mobsters who uh, are lying to themselves that what they're doing is some sort of public surface service, uh, mm-hmm. and then gangsters that have no uh, illusions about what they do. And yeah. uh, you know, if you are if you are still lying to yourself, there's a good chance you might get whacked by uh, the ones that are not lying to themselves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, like you really think I- you really get the sense that Polly thinks he is. Uh, the Godfather from the Godfather movie walking yes. around the neighborhood with his jacket on his shoulders and his arms not through the sleeves for some reason. Uh, yeah. You know, drinking an espresso and mm-hmm. uh, and just sort of waving his ringed fingers at all the uh, all, all of the grateful townspeople who uh, thank yeah. him for all of the nice things he does for his neighborhood. He reminds me a lot of people who pretend to be big shots in L.A. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, any people- walk of life. Yeah, in in any walk of life, but like in my particular experience, like people in stand up who you meet and uh, you know they'll they'll first they'll you know kind of like brag a little bit, but then they'll tell you how they can help your career, <laughs> right. and you're just like the noblesse oblige of uh, you know. yeah. They're they're clearly not going to follow up with you on anything, but they'll be like, oh yeah yeah no no I know the Booker for fucking uh, Jimmy Kimmel so like just I'll put in a good word if you want and I'm just like you're not going to do any of this I don't know why <laughs> like you don't have that power otherwise you would be not <laughs> right. at this open mic right now wait are you uh, saying there's people in L A that are fake is that I'm, what you're saying uh, you know what I, I I hate to be the first person to ever say this but yeah I'm starting to think wow. damn it wow the I entertainment industry is filled with uh fake people um but yeah like like this is an episode where you see paulie trying to i think i love that for paulie his flexing is always like uh just old people Mm -hmm. and like people he not even like went to high school (laughs) with but like who his mom knows yeah i think i mean i think part of it is that he's like uh he's a lifelong bachelor kind of guy so he's still looking for a pat on the head from his parents uh generation yes because he doesn't really have other people to try and impress uh right he does but like he's still in the mode where he's trying to get uh, a pat on the head from mom and his and their friends yeah, it, I think for him that is like that is his modus operandi for uh, being a gangster a little bit. It's like it's not to necessarily you know get, he doesn't want to be the top tier guy. Like he likes being a soldier and he likes the respect involved in it, but he wants to like he wants to help out old people. <laughs> like that's kind of what his whole thing is like making sure that his mother is well taken care of. Um, and, well, that's uh, his best friend. His best friend's his mom, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very sweet and sad at the same time. Yeah, and hilarious. Things. Like, that's the it, that's that's what's funny about Polly is that, uh, like, he's he, he doesn't recognize what a piece of shit he is. He thinks he's, he's like, a really great guy, and that's what's yeah. beautiful about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Even, and, and he, even yeah. as he's just, like, unabashedly chiseling... <laughs> 
<laughs> random people. He, <laughs> he he truly thinks in his heart that he's doing them a favor. No, no it's a favor. That's like the uh, the amazing thing about the way that The Sopranos kind of like um, shows how these chiselers like work and how they view themselves is that they really do believe that the they're doing you a favor by like taking two percent of your business and yeah. uh you know like helping you you know fucking like just trap you in a debt spiral and they're like well it's an honor to be trapped in a debt spiral by someone yeah, who you're commands on my... as much respect as me yeah you're on my team now we're part exactly we're buddies yeah yeah, That's we're but how that we, works. Yeah, don't exactly. you want to be on my team? But um, Tony Sirico, you have. I mean, that dude is such a good actor. He's really good. He's he like, is such a good actor, man. Yeah, he's just one of those guys who you're like. Uh, I mean, is he? Was he an actual gangster? I mean, does anyone know the history of Tony Sirico here? Was he an actual guy in the, you know, uh, in the in the mafia? Because he feels like he. I don't know. Like Sirico was, was convicted of several crimes and had been yeah. arrested 28 times, including for disorderly conduct, assault, and robbery before taking up acting. On February 27th, 1970, he was arrested at a restaurant and found with a 32 caliber revolver on his person. Uh, in, I love it. In 1971, yeah. he was indicted for extortion, coercion, and felony weapons possession, convicted and sentenced to four years in prison, of which he served 20 months at Sing Sing. Wow! Damn. So I was gonna say I think I Sing heard Sing. he was he was one That's of the, the few That's the same thing them. as Ben Ben. I'm it's, sorry. Yeah, same thing as Ben Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember reading that he was the one of the few actors that actually had a criminal past. But he's right. such a like if you watch his reactions, that dude can turn on a dime. He can do like like kind of sad to his mom, then looks up and is kind of pissed off because now he has something to do. And then yeah. he has like this quizzical look of like ah, this might not fucking work. Like he yeah. is, he's a great actor. So let's get into the Feech and Polly uh, storyline. Oh, um, so w- we start out in this storyline where um, Feech has just picked up Tony B. and uh, is, Robert Loja, man. Yeah, Robert Loja. I think this is was, his most effective episode because I don't like. I think he didn't do a great job in some of the uh, in some a lot of the season and a lot of his scenes that he's in, but. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, it'd, it'd be, it's really hard to play, you know, an intimidating man of his age because he's kind of a frail old man by this point. Um, oh, sure. But uh, because of the way he does rage so well, like he really he really throws himself into that ass kicking scene. And uh, he made me believe that I'd be scared of him just on account of him being that filled with rage. I don't understand. He's a fucking old man. Like, take him down. Kick his ass. I don't I mean, like... When he comes up to you and just kicks you in the nuts out of nowhere. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. He kicked him in the nuts. That's such a low... Bl- he can't do that. Hey, it's the mafia. They can do what they hey. want. Um, it's feet. So, by the way, if I get in a fight, that's going to be my first move. Like Your you go-to? For- oh, yeah. If you force it, if you yeah. back me into a corner, I will absolutely kick you in the nuts. Yeah, I think it's fair game if there's like... If it's a street fight, like someone's like... Because I don't want to get into a fight, period. So if I right. if I have a chance to just get you right in the nuts, I'm I'm gonna do oh, it. Yeah. I just I I feel like I'd miss. That's my <laughs> oh, yeah. thing. You just swing and miss, and then yeah, like, I would like beat kick up, and and then I'd be like, well, that was my chance, and then I get my ass kicked. It's the arm breaking that really did it for me. I'm like, he didn't mm. have to break his arm. Like that's did- that's come on. Yeah, hey. he's he's just a vicious animal. That's his whole thing. He is. He is a vicious. Uh, yeah, so I have a, I have a clip of uh, Feech and uh, Sal having their altercation. Oh. It's called Feech and My Sal. My nephew does the lawns in this neighborhood. 
I've been working this neighborhood for 26 years. Are you fucking deaf? I said my nephew has this area, Gary Lamana. Well, fuck off, huh? Well, I'm busy here. You want me to fuck off? How about I fuck off all over your stupid fucking face? <laughs> you fucking mutt, huh? You don't work this neighborhood! Christ, we're on parole. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love, how about I fuck off all over your stupid fucking face? Like, not, not a line that I would say uh, makes any sense or makes you look tough, but when Robert Loja says it, you're like, I. the last thing I want is for him to fuck off all over my face. I mean, Don't want a, it. It's about the passion more than it's about, uh, you it's know. It's a lot of passion. The, uh, the and logic if you th- of it. Like, earlier in the season... He would sort of go into that rage mode just when he was telling like a funny story, which I don't know, yeah. didn't work as well. But in this, when he's threatening someone's life, boy, yeah. it really, really works. He sold that whole it, scene. It, it does. And I love Tony B's reaction to that is, come on, man, we're on parole. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's smoking. And I like that uh, it took him quite a while before he even said anything. He'd already been kicked in the nuts. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, oh, I mean, Tony B in this episode has a bit of like um you know he's he's obviously he's been in prison for a long time he was already in the mafia you know for a while so it's clear that like his reaction to like seeing casual violence is kind of just like oh man i guess this is happening we've seen that a hundred times a day for the last 10 years exactly so so to him it's no big deal um which actually leads me real quick to talk about the opening scene uh, in which Tony B enters uh, the Bing, um, and he's you know collecting the dirties. This is, it's a strange scene in that like Tony is just doing a fuck ton of exposition right off right off top, mm. um, but uh, it ends with Tony just doing random violence to the bartender again. <laughs> Georgie, he's so mean to Georgie. Georgie's his constant punching bag. Yeah, he's yeah. always p- fucking punching Georgie. Like he's literally <laughs> just punching him. Uh, and I have a, I have a clip uh, of that. It's hard seeing you like this. What working with a real job? What working? Anyway, you're looking to draw that shit. Could have just as easily been me that went away. When I was gonna be there that night of the hijack. Well, it ain't like you came away totally unscathed. No, a couple of goons jumped me and cut my head open. I couldn't go. Still. It could have killed you. You ended up in the ER. That's 16 stitches. You got 15 years. You always were a lucky fuck. Well, that's not completely true. I got other sorrows in my life. Like him, for example. <laughs> I, I love, like, just, he, he hits him once, and then he, in order to just, like, you know, put an exclamation mark on his point. He hits him two more times. <laughs> uh, Georgie's just getting beat up. And Tony B has this look where he's laughing. And, and all I can think is just like, I, like he's hitting him kind of like a big brother would hit a little, little brother the first time. The second mm. two times, he's like really trying to hurt him. Right. Like <laughs> He needs a reaction. Yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, you got to be in pain, bro. And uh, yeah, Tony B is just, it just rolls off his back. It's like, oh, oh, Tony, always doing violence to your employees. Why wouldn't Georgie, why wouldn't George just quit? You know, he's been beaten by a telephone. He's very dumb. 
He is you, very dumb. That is and true. And also, but. I think he gets his dick sucked a lot at the Bing. Oh I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of yeah. like. I kind of get it. Like, I mean, it's it's obviously you know, I would, uh, I personally wouldn't put myself in a position to number one get beat up and number two to like force people to like pay me. Like, hey, you're gonna He's, have to give me give me fifty bucks in a blowjob in order to get on the main stage. Like that's right. uh, that's it's super fucked up. But He's, at the same time, I get it. I get why he's there. He's a riff on uh, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Totally. If, if he was like yeah. a Guido and worked at, at a strip club. So yes, was, exactly. The yeah. Spots, it, the hair is so soft, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tell me about I, the strippers again. Yeah. Tell me about the strippers. <laughs> she uh, smells like coconuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, back to like uh, Feech and Polly. Uh, so Polly then uh, learns from Nucci. We get a little bit of Nucci. I mean, I, I want to go back to the, the him beating up the guy scene. Oh, sure. So he kicks him in the nuts, screams at his face, uh, and then grabs him by the dick and balls and drags mm-hmm. him over to the curb and then uh, breaks his hand, which um, was both. Uh, and this is partly the genius of the Sopranos. Like it was both uh, really driving home the brutality of what's happening here but also really funny at the same time like every yeah. <laughs> every single moment of violence in that sort of had like a beginning middle and an end and, yep. and, a, punch, <laughs> yeah. and a punch it's line. very cartoonish it's very bugs bunny-ish yes. cartoonish the way yeah. they do their violence yeah and this is sort of my point about like all we have more action movies than ever now but there like people think that just shooting people fighting or or them shooting mm-hmm. each other is going to be compelling because like that's compelling but like if you yeah, go back yeah. and watch any good action movie like a jackie chan or whatever all right the, like all the fight scenes are stories under themselves there's yes. a punchline. it's it's all slapstick like if you are not shooting your fight right. scenes like fla- slapstick it's gonna be boring yeah. and who cares yeah more like slaps dick yeah exactly. oh, you know yeah. yeah he did I- which he did, and that's funny. And yeah, it, it's the, the Sopranos has an amazing ability to make violence like very funny, uh, <laughs> in this way where you'd be like kind of horrified to laugh about it uh, in front of people, or like you know, in in real life, if you saw it, you would not be laughing. But the way that they're able to do kind of like a a Three Stooges physical comedy esque like uh, scene of violence uh, and make you both horrified and crack up is like uh it's it's what makes the sopranos good yeah um i mean doesn't Artie bucco actually does like a little yeah when, when he comes into the bar he's like yeah. you know yeah. he does a little three stooges move he does that yeah. and he also uh like i mean i'm getting we're getting ahead in the episode to bring Sorry. this up but uh you know in the when he's breaking up the fight between tony and uh janice <laughs> And she hits him in the face just the way he does that, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this video of my brother-in-law. The, you love this video. It's a surveillance <laughs> video of him, and and he's just walking along flat ground in a parking lot, and he like sprains his ankle, and uh, and he sort of drops his he drops his clipboard in anger, and then he does the exact same thing as Artie Bucco does, where he holds his bald head and is just like, <laughs> and there's uh. just there's something so hilarious about that move after you yeah. hurt to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the heavens to Murgatroyd moment. It's like, hey, 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 hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's hilarious. 
Yeah, so the violence is funny, um, but also the old people are funny. And uh, old people are funny. Whenever we get a chance to see uh, Nucci uh, Gaultieri in action, I'm always very excited. And uh, Paulie learns from Nucci and Nucci's friend, who I guess she's kind of like introducing. Like, I guess she's going to be at Green Grove soon. Um, and uh, then we find out about what happened to poor Sal and how. Uh, yeah. Classic shit for old up. Italian ladies, for only old Italian ladies to worry about. Where it's like, oh my yeah. god, isn't it such a, isn't it such a thing that the the, the the we got a new lawn guy? Can you believe it? He was such yeah, a nice yeah. man. Yeah, he used to take my trash out. Actually, I have a I have a clip. Friday, we have fish. If you're Catholic, so that's nice. Sounds like the Ritz. Mm. You gotta see her, Mary. She's the bell of the ball over there. Yeah, man. Rest those dogs. Hey, what's going on? Nobody cutting the lawn? Oh, my own. Mr. Vitro, the gardener? Somebody beat him up, broke his arm. God forbid. Poor Sal, what a nice man he is. He put my garbage cans out every time he cut my grass. (laughs) (laughs) I just, God forbid. God forbid. She is the cutest. Yeah, I mean, I just... I I don't understand why you only get fish if you're Catholic, but I'm sure there's logic to what she was saying to that person. It used yeah. to be they actually changed the rule at some point. I don't remember when they changed it, but uh, Catholics weren't supposed to eat meat on Fridays for a long time. And for what? whatever the fuck reason, fish didn't count as meat. I don't know right. why that is. And I think the um, the Feast of the Seven Fishes, the Italian tradition of like, eating seven different types of uh, seafood on Christmas Eve has something to do with that. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I never actually. That's wild, dude. uh, That, that is, I I had no idea about all that feast of the seven fishes. That sounds like a fucking game of Thrones thing. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I mean, I, maybe I'm just definitely had that. They had to pay the iron price for all seven fish. All seven fish had to just be beaten with a club or some shit. (laughs) You pay the iron Give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Steal a man's fish. And murder him (laughs) for his seven fish. (laughs) And uh, I guess you get to eat them, so that's sick. Uh, So, yeah, but this is the the jumping off point for the whole Polly storyline, which is that he thinks his job is to do favors for people and, uh, you know, make sure these nice people... Uh, can still mow their lawns, which isn't at all his job, and he learns this uh, like pretty pretty quickly. Um, yeah, but even in the midst of it, like he he takes like what ten percent of this guy's lawn jobs. Yeah, and so he starts forcing him to do favor. Yeah, he traps him in a debt cycle, like you said. Yeah, basically. he does. He 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 first goes up to Sal and says, you know, hey, you know, don't worry, I'll get you, you know, your lawns back. You know, don't worry about this. Um, all you have to do is pay me two percent. And Sal is like, all right, thank you. Uh, and then so he tries to have like a meeting with um Feech, and I gotta say, Feech and Polly together. Mm. is a whole ass show that i would watch <laughs> like true. it is incredible um and so i have a, a clip of their first meeting fucking gardener paulie he cut the hair in your balls too he's in front of my aunt mary's which is why he don't belong to nobody oh what do you know about who belongs to what you've been away 20 fucking years which entitles me to earn which entitles you to shit in my book 
You get points for staying out of the can. Good thing for me, then, that your book don't mean no gods to me. What's yours is yours, Paulie, but what ain't is anybody else's. Now do yourself a fucking favor and get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> That's all, what's yours is yours, what ain't is anyone else. That's the one of the best lines ever. I, I love I, that line. I also love that he pulls a Trump where he's just like, I prefer people who who didn't get caught by right. the Vietnamese. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, in my book, you know, you get points for staying out of the can. It's just so fucked up. Robert Loja just has this completely different register of his voice. Like, there's scenes where he's, he does. Where, like, the subtitles will say, like, speaks Italian, but all you hear is just, like, uh, like the singer of Cannibal Corpse or something, where he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is incredible. Like it's all growls, and he's just like, <laughs> like the dude is just constantly doing tube and throat singing without knowing he's uh, doing it. It's that's... incredible. Well, like you know, if you take acting classes, they tell you if you do any kind of arguing, arguing in a scene, to make sure that you have somewhere to go to. Like you don't start at sixty to go to a hundred. Right. You start at twenty to go to sixty. But like I think Robert Loja, like his his uh, shifting up is in his vocal pitch, yeah, not in yeah. his anger crescendo. It's like yeah, in his yeah. vocal, and then. I think it's awesome how Paulie shows that he is not bright enough to actually compromise, to come to a conclusion that doesn't right. include yelling at each other and losing out on something. He's not like Tony. He walks in, they're like, hey, how you doing? Welcome to my bakery. What can I do? And it ends yeah. up with him getting like, get the fuck out of here. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. Paulie comes into that scene just trying to be like, respectfully, you know, lay off and... Uh, and Feech is like doesn't no. respect him. Yeah, yeah, and then immediately Paulie is just like, uh, "You don't know what you you know. You don't know how things are around here. Don't you fucking you know you you were in jail for twenty years." Yeah, yeah. And then he does the Trump thing in my book. I like guys who yeah. don't go to the can. Yeah, it's yeah like, exactly. That doesn't help. I like people who weren't caught. Or what? <laughs> Yeah, I like say? people who didn't get captured. Yeah. 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 What a piece of shit. What a piece I, I, does, of shit. Does Polly ever change? Is he the one no. character that just stays the same from yeah, season one to season six? He's yeah. the most consistent. And, and it's like, uh, and it tracks with his character completely. It is exactly Absolutely. like he is someone who's like stuck in the old days. He's stuck yeah. in the remember when machine. And so, well, it's he like, even, he brags about not getting married. He brags about being single and like, yeah. and then, he, then he's like this lonely guy with plastic on his furniture. Exactly. I love no, that he's, character. He's cool. Um, so <laughs> he's a good guy. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So then we, uh, you know, uh, you know, Polly uh, decides to take a little bit of revenge uh, and sees Gary LaManna, who is taking over for Sal. Bold move, he, by the way, just to go like have a meeting bold. with Feech and then immediately go like rough his guys up. Like, yeah, yeah. Fucking up a I family mean, member of Feech's, I thought would create a bigger kind of a stir than it did. You'd figure, but I mean, they, they, I mean, it forced a sit down between him and, uh, and, and Tony. And so I, I, like, I get it was a big deal, but what I do love about that scene is before he actually gets there, he's listening to Sun Tzu's <laughs> art of war on tape. Yeah. It is so fucking funny. It's beautiful. Uh, Sun Tzu. It's so beautiful, and it, I also like that the writers decided not to have him go looking for this crew. He literally just kind of driving by. You see his face, like, "Oh, these fucking guys." Well, you know? that's the same thing that happened with uh, with Feech. Like Feech is driving with Tony B, and right. and uh, Feech actually says, uh, "Can I be frank about uh, Tony uh, for a second without you? Can I trust you to be yeah. frank?" And then. Um, Tony B like scoffs and then he immediately sees Sal. Right. And and so we don't actually get to see what what was going to happen there, but just like watching Tony B like scoff and him see it like made me wonder like was this a planned thing hmm. where he was going to show Tony B like oh I'm a fucking I'm a badass like I'm going to drive you past this fucking gardener I'm about to beat up. Yeah, anyways, I don't know. That's I interesting. just Yeah, I kind of thought of it as like I mean, I uh, thought of it as the writers uh, allowing for ambiguity there because we don't really know whether Tony B is going to be loyal to Feech or I mean like we don't know how loyal he is to Tony because Tony's kind of like his brother or whatever right so, exactly yeah so like when I, Feech says that you're kind of like well why would why would Tony B uh, like is he going to entertain this or not I guess right and yeah and you know because they're like ah oh, yeah, there's a tree guy he's going to go Grab him by the right. dick and throw him in the gun. Yeah, this this whole episode kind of <laughs> leaves uh, yeah, th- like there's ambiguity as to how Tony is feeling about Feech. You can tell that he keeps mentioning whenever someone mentions Feech, he gets like, "Oh, Feech was here." Like you can tell that he's like worried about Feech, which uh, will will lead into other episodes um, that we will be talking about in the future. Um, but for now, uh, the 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 whole Polly and Feech storyline ends after. <laughs> Polly 
first Pauly like beats up uh you know Gary Lamana and then is like you're gonna give me ten percent and then steals his lawnmower which is fucking beautiful <laughs> he's not he, he's 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 not gonna do anything with that lawnmower um and also then, these guys uh, are mowing lawns for a living you know they don't have a riding mower yeah no that is kind of strange but uh hey you know maybe there were smaller lawns i i, yeah. I kind of guess it. you can't it might, may not fit in the trailer as well i don't know yeah um but then there's a sit down between paulie and feach uh which i love and uh i have a clip of and then from nowhere it cracks the one kid's head with a shovel and the other one he knocks out of a tree he jumped out the tree and come at me with a chainsaw i got a right to defend myself tom all right take it easy relax Sal Vitro's been working the area since my mom was still working at Kresge's. I should be able to help out a kid from my own neighborhood. All right, how about this? Vitro and your nephew split the area. East of Dyer, yours. West of Dyer goes to him. It's for the broken arm. I don't give him 500 bucks. I already told a guy 12, D. Well, there's fucking compromises in life, Paulie. All right, make it a grand for the pain and suffering. I mean, it's like, first of all, uh, just him rewriting history. And it's like, he jumped out the tree and then come at yeah. me with a chainsaw. <laughs> right. I got a right to defend myself. It's very, uh, you know, like <laughs> Israel has a right to defend itself is, is the first <laughs> thing I thought. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, he de- he jumped out of the tree to fight you with a chainsaw. Right. That's I've definitely never noticed, what happened. I've never noticed how much Rodney Dangerfield is in Polly Walnuts. Yes. Oh. I get no respect. He jumped yeah, out of yeah. the tree. Yeah. You know, like, and I love how to- he's like, he jumped out of a tree and chased me with a chainsaw. And Tony's reaction is, relax. Yeah, hey, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah, yeah. relax. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, if yeah. my friend said that, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Right. Tony's like, <laughs> well, it's because he knows, he knows it's all bullshit. He's like, I'm yeah. getting two fucking false stories. Although Feature's story is pretty much uh, on the money. Accurate, uh, right. Um, but yeah, uh, the, yeah. The, the the moment was like, I, I should be able to help out a, a kid from my own neighborhood as if like that's, you know, like yeah, those are. Yeah, that's the root of it. Right, exactly. And th- those people are like equally protected. And then also just being like, I already told the guy 1200 Like, <laughs> I just. Well, and then later he still gives the guy 500 500 bucks. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. He gives Sal 500 You know, he made 500 off that. It's yeah. the best. Which yes, is like, he I, which always to, does. Pauly doesn't. Like, if he. If he knew that he was uh, predatory with people, the character wouldn't work as well. But it's just like mm-hmm. he does those things almost like reflexively. And in his mind, it's still like this huge favor that they uh, they owe him for. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like his first reaction when he beats up Gary LaManna uh, is uh, give me a wallet. And and just to immediately take the money, it's like first things first. I'm taking the 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 fucking money out of your wallet. Probably forty dollars, you know, <laughs> yeah. like almost almost not worth it. Right. Like why? Like you don't like. But it's but just, for him, it's just how he lives his life. It's like it's how uh, he lives his life. It's like yeah. uh, Al Pacino taking the screwdriver to the parking meter in Donnie Brasco. It's like, yeah, he's just ex- a cheap fuck. And that's how. He- yeah, exactly. It's like trying to it's it's you're just trying to siphon every last dime out of the people that you're uh, doing violence towards. Yeah. Um, so the, but yeah, that's so there's that's another the storyline with the uh, the Sunday dinner that Janice is going to. And yes, uh, she's getting she's getting the food from Artie Bucco's because she can't cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it gives Tony a means to make up with Artie. Uh, and it, it leads into two storylines that I think are equally interesting. Like mm-hmm. the Janice storyline, the thing that I'm fascinated with uh, about Vesuvio and sort of about the way uh, East, 
East Coast Italians approach food in general is like, why the fuck are they going to this restaurant all the time when the food is exactly the same as the shit that they themselves cook for Sunday dinner? Like his food is so much is already so much like all the shit that they're already eating every single fucking day uh, that Janice can take dishes from Vesuvio and pass them off as shit that she's cooked. Yes. Uh, That's what's sort of fascinating about it. Cause I remember like my, uh, my editor at Uprock, Steve talking about being uh, in New Jersey for a while and going to like a few different catered events and having to, having to eat like eggplant parm seven times in like, you know, a week. (laughs) Like they really do eat like the same 10 or 12 dishes over and fucking over again and never get tired of them. It's wild to me. Yeah, no. And, and it is, um, I think, it's half of it is they want to support this business like they because they know Artie. Artie is their guy and they want to support him they don't even particularly love the food there you know <laughs> yeah Veal like like yeah yeah they always are complaining about the food and you know the they themselves kind of admit uh, when it's going downhill and will like give him suggestions but it's like clear that they're doing it because they're like they're trying to be magnanimous and they're also trying to, you know, fucking, they uh, yeah. want to be I think a big man. Part of it. But it's I also the- think, I also think they're just super provincial. Like they yeah. have yeah. an incredibly narrow idea of what food is. And like that to them is just like food. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the, there, there are 12 things in life to eat, you know, and <laughs> yeah. you choose between them. I mean, they that's have more- the occasional Chinese dinner once yeah, in a while. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and of course they criticize Vesuvio. If I went to eat at a restaurant that made the things that I make every day of the week, of course I'd be like, well, yeah. I mean, like I get some, I, I have new ideas about how to do that, or like, I right, exactly. Just, of course you're gonna Monday morning quarterback it. You've made yeah chicken marsala seven hundred times in your life. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, at this point you could open up your own Italian food restaurant, name it after a different volcano in yeah. Italy. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, and then fucking like, you know, you could have people, you know, going there and criticizing your food at this point. <laughs> it's so, Mount St. Helen. Yeah, 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 I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's wild to me like I don't even make like chicken marsala and like Sunday gravy as often as these people, and which are dishes that I love. But yeah. uh, even like I would never go to a restaurant to get chicken marsala. Like I can't even. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it, it is definitely. I remember when uh, it's like I first started kind of like making my own food. It wasn't until college. Like before then, it was like you know my fucking dad would make dinner and yeah. that was dinner and everything else was just either takeout at school or fucking you know f- you know whatever um, nachos fast food nachos and shit. Um, but it wasn't an, until college and I started like making pasta that I like stopped ordering pasta at restaurants because mm-hmm. I was just like, I can't justify spending $10 right. on the cheapest possible food. And to be you fair, know? I think that may be like sort of a California thing because like California restaurants are fucking terrible at like red sauce type shit. Like, yeah. They yeah. Do not yeah. make it well. It's always, it's always bland. I mean, it tastes bad. the same to me. It's always like, Oh, this is like, you know, fucking classico and, yeah. and, and spaghetti noodles. It's, it's like not a, you know, craft fucking, you know, uh, Parmesan cheese or like the fancy kind. Yeah. If you, if you go to, you know, a fancy restaurant, yeah, the, but the yeah, the East coast version of that is like significantly better, but also, not better enough, not enough better to want to eat it like every fucking day of the week like these people do. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, I'm about to tell Francesca over text message, can you heat up the lasagna? The ziti. Uh, uh, sorry. Up the <laughs> lasagna. Just because I'm realizing that I'm going to be super hungry. It's going to take 30 minutes because oh, we don't yeah. have a Gotta microwave. Got to heat that lasagna slow, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, 50 for 30 minutes. <laughs> I love the continuation of Janice doing lasagna uh, Ponzi schemes or yeah. doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we, we talked about that in a previous episode, like her, her, like her grift of passing off other people's food as her it's amazing. food. It's, yeah. it's just incredible to the point at which like, no, this is Vesuvio. There's no way people won't recognize that it is Vesuvio. Right. Um, With a layer of basil right underneath the cheese. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but like for, for, you know, for her, she's just like, she has no qualms about continuing to lie and say that she can cook. Which is I she love. the most amoral person in The Sopranos? You, I, I, think I think you could certainly make that case. I you could say. make that that argument very easily. I mean, she's done so much immoral shit that like it all blends together, and yeah. you just are like, yeah, she's a piece of shit. And she always, she, you know, this episode they they go into her uh, her Epstein bar a lot, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like her inability to. Um, be responsible for anything that she isn't an immediate responsibility of hers. Right. Like, um, you know, when junior goes missing, uh, Bobby calls her to be like, you know, I can't, I can't find junior. And then she's like, ah, oh, he'll show up and whatnot. And she's like, yeah, I think I love him more than you do. You do, Yeah. And, uh, you know, later she comes yeah, by with the kids. He says like, he's surprised by it. It's like, yeah, of course you yeah. do. She doesn't love yeah. anything. She yeah, loves was, nothing but herself. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, who do you think you married, dude? Yeah. Do you think she gives a shit about her uncle? She doesn't give a shit about like her no. kids. I know. This, it's in she, Ada Turturro, man. Whew, what a phenomenal actor. Oh, she's oh. amazing. She's amazing. I mean, it's the most memorable character. Uh, fucking top three, uh, like top three characters on The Sopranos, top 10 best TV characters of all time. She steals almost every scene she's in and she's, she's playing wonderful. against heavy actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally and, and, and <laughs> right, figuratively. Yes. But uh, I mean, they still wrestle Lord. over scenes. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that she she finally does show up an hour later. Uh, and then he's like, where the hell were you? He's like picking up your kids. Yeah. And then uh, once he's like, OK, I'm going to go out looking for, um, you know, for for junior. junior. And she goes, if anyone needs me. I'll be taking a nap. Yeah. Like it, like, <laughs> yeah, like she's a martyr for taking a nap. I love that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she, her whole thing is just like I'm tired, and it's yeah. like you know, half of it is depression, the other half of it is just like she just sees she has no interest. I think. I mean, this is very common on the internet now, where like people. Uh, are treat, tired people treat being tired like it's a, a unique affliction only to them like like, they're right. only, like oh i have a i have a very specific autoimmune disease that causes me to be tired and want to take naps and not like yeah everyone living in the fucking world uh is tired all the time right yeah this this kind of concept too of emotional labor which <laughs> yeah. is you know where uh, it's like yeah, it's people want the emotional labor of like explaining a concept that you're being vague about, you know, and uh, to, to, to people who ask, cause you mentioned it 
in a public forum and like i don't want to do the emotional labor of explaining what this tweet meant and it's like emotional labor yeah what, like the idea of emotional labor i can see like making sense in certain contexts when it comes to something like a very triggering traumatic event to you personally but it's always something like a, a historical fact that you're like uh kind of uh, vaguely talking about and yeah. then the idea of anyone asking a follow-up question it being emotional labor to answer and they're like you have to pay me for this labor and it's just like <laughs> i could google it too i guess <laughs> All right. yeah I, I just love the idea it's like it, when i do emotional labor i get tired and it's like you're just describing depression i'm sorry uh, yeah. but that's or what this like is living life or living right. life, but it's like I get that you're 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 tired. Uh, the only, but the the, yeah. the context that I think emotional labor makes the most sense in is uh, is driving in L.A. Like because, oh sure because yeah. fifteen minutes of like L.A. driving is like forty five minutes anywhere else just because yeah. it's like the constant uh, I don't know just something about yeah. it is very just like mentally oppressive it's taxing uh, it's taxing it's taxing yeah, yeah. it's it's it brings up a lot of anxiety starting stopping you're not sure if you can get over you might miss your exit you're not yeah. sure how long the traffic's gonna take it's yeah horrendous people are matching speeds with you on both sides so you're like i'm trapped it's, yeah you uh, can't get over yeah i've i experienced that every time i'm in la i'm like fuck i'm yeah. stuck in this lane yeah yeah people is, still look amazing so yeah <laughs> they look hot but it's uh, a lot of emotional labor burn, yeah all that yeah all uh, that <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, LA drivers are tired. Is feels like <laughs> we a tweet. Are tired. tired. Yeah, that feels like yeah. LA drivers, hey, drivers are tired. Are tired. Keep yeah. LA tired. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so uh, moving on, I wanted to talk real quick about uh, Tony making up with Artie and then Artie Artie moving in with oh, Tony to the best. just yeah. combine divorced Mill Millhouse dads energy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's yes. just like they it's like they're like the voltron of divorced dads uh mm -hmm. that are like more than the sum of their parts uh I yeah right it. so yeah, it's, it's pretty previously great. how many episodes so right now i'm on ep season uh four so i'm okay the, in my rewatch so karm has already kicked tony out yeah. 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 Okay. This is the season five is the divorced dad season. So he's just like right. he's got his own bachelor pad covered right. in beer. Uh, and now he like invites Artie to live there uh, because he's, you know, alone. And right, he's right, right. like, you're getting a divorce. I'm getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. You know, it, our powers combined. We should and we can team get up drunk. and wear velvet while drinking Lowenbrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eat pizza. Finally, it's amazing. No more, no more women to tell us to turn off the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing how often that house becomes a central figure in the show. Like the, you know, yeah. his mom's old house, how often it keeps yeah. coming back, you know, because at one point they were going to, I, I almost is that where feel they like, are? are they, are, yeah. is that, is that Tony's yeah. bachelor pad is the yeah. mom's old house? Yeah. yeah. That's like his, uh, uh, his basement. It's like the, what was it? Well, who was the basement that they hung out in? And that 70s show that's oh, uh, yeah. his yeah, mom's yeah. old Foreman's. house is like, it's their clubhouse. 
Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. And at one point in season one, he's like, we already sold it. We yeah, sold right. the house because she doesn't like being in Greenberg or whatever. He's like, yeah, we yeah. sold it. But they never, it's never gone. It just yeah. keeps coming back, that no, fucking house. No, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, they're doing an art because it's kind of like uh, Livia. Is, she's dead, but she's not gone. You know Dude, what I, mean? I just rewatched that CGI episode with Livia. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even notice how horrible it is. Oh, yeah, poor you. Poor you. <laughs> <laughs> But like yeah. all, all the all the like uh, B roll takes of her and she's like, nah, nah, nah. like yeah, it's just no. kind of some weird face and it's no, like, it just yeah it's a, and and they're just playing a soundboard of different lines that she has said. <laughs> right. um, That's amazing. So like let's get into uh, kind of um, real quick the New York wars that are going on because we get Ooh. to see for the second time ever um, a. Uh, a wonderful character named Lorraine. Um, I forget her last name. It's not Bracco. Um, Caluso or something. Yeah. Something yes. that is an Uzo. Yeah. That's something that, Caluso. Caluso. Right? Caluso. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lorraine yeah. Caluso. Um, she shows up to make a collection uh, from a bar and she really does like a Sheryl Sandberg lean in, mm. uh, which I fucking love. There's very, a lot of like K-Hive energy yeah. in, in this scene. <laughs> uh, and I, Except she a... throws the... Okay, sorry, you got the clip. That's most of it. Let me ask you a question, Dan. Dan. Say I'm some big nigga standing here instead of a woman. You still gonna tell me you've got most of it? Let's go. Chop, chop, hit a woman. Phil, hey. I was just thinking about you. Those Islander tickets, right? How about this humidity? Suck our cunts. Yeah. <laughs> Adios, you fucking skank. Hey, look at this, Joey. Today's a lucky day. Only made it to the R's. I mean, I really think that might be my favorite Philly Leotardo scene of all time. Like, wow. The way she, it's so good. The way he engages in fake small talk. <laughs> <laughs> about the weather she, and smacks pretty humid. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. And then it's yeah. oh god. And then like the uh the one liner adios you fucking skank. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. So I didn't realize that that was supposed to be fake. Like he he meant it to be a fake assassination. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He meant it to just scare her because right. you know like you know he wouldn't say anything cool if it was like a real assassination. Right. No, right. No, yeah. yeah. You, you you just get fucking killed. He would have just stopped at the weather. He'd been like, it's pretty humid. How about yeah. a drink? Yeah. But like like yeah, opening it with like, how about this humidity? And <laughs> smacks her in the face. <laughs> Especially since like they've they've kind of introduced this character now. Um this is her second appearance. They've introduced her as this like kind of like badass and you're kind of like watching going, this is our, our first like female capo or whatever like first first female made woman is what it feels like and right. and so you don't, you you haven't seen this on the sopranos before and all you're thinking is like uh, this character is going to be fucking badass and david chase does the most brilliant thing of being like nah she's gonna she's very quickly gonna get her ass kicked and like right. almost murdered she's gonna be like begging to suck their cocks and then when they fake kill her she's gonna piss herself and like uh, like if you listen closely uh after the gunshot you can hear 
her pissing herself, uh-huh. and you're just like, fuck, this is so brutal that they would do this to this character. Yeah. Um, but it feels it feels right because she did just say the N word. Right, true. You with know? the hard R. With yeah. the hard well, R. Then, so yeah. I yeah. yeah, and then Johnny sort of Johnny Sack sort of uh Gives her some badass credentials. Well, yeah, she says, "Oh, yeah, she's the one that's always whacking people." So it's okay. yeah, yeah, ne- never, never a large enough body count for Lorraine. You know, so yeah. like you're, you, you kind of get the idea that like she's a scumbag too. Um, but I do love the that just get, you know I just got that. Uh, to me, that scene mostly communicated that Johnny Sack was skilled at whataboutism. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he's doing, and and it's like you know, it makes it semi justified. Oh, you want to talk about whacking people? No one yeah. does that more than Lorraine. Yeah, she loves to whack people, so you know, just smack her around a little bit, make her piss herself. It's, it's no problem. And have an extremely ineffectual, really strong dude. I guess. like. What's yeah. the point of <laughs> yeah. that? That guy? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's to look hot and probably like you know, eat her pussy and stuff. But like, I don't know if he's it's, very useful. No, yeah. Every in every scene, he gets beat up you know yeah like, yeah, yeah. We, and then we find out even more so yeah exactly well um, i mean it's, you know it's very fat italians making the show so they're trying to make the point that muscles aren't as great as you aren't necessary are. yeah i think you're right exactly. i think that is that is true um yep. so we then we get you know the sit down between uh you know uh lorraine um and fucking um and tony and angelo and it's the first time the idea of like doing a triumvirate is pitched. Triumvirate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Triumvirate whatever. Whatever. Uh, so he pitches it to Johnny Sack. He pitches the triumvirate not as his idea but as Angelo's, as Angelo's. idea. Right. And uh, immediately Johnny Sack is like, what is this? The fucking U.S. now? The best. The best. A great, great Nobody line. gets mad like Johnny Sack. That, I mean, again, another fucking awesome character actor yeah yeah and a great that character that he's like he's kind of he's sort of like this fussy germaphobe who uh has a fat who loves fetish. his loves loves his fat wife yeah he loves her but he's yeah. also her. very petty and vain and uh and quite yeah. a climber yeah yes. yeah and and clearly you know was has been chomping at the bit to be in the driver's seat, you know, for a long time. And uh, now it's finally his turn and little Carmine is trying to and he's muscle kind of, in. He's kind of right about the little Carmine thing. He's like, you know, you got to establish uh, a clear yeah. line of kicking up right away. Otherwise, you're just going to get fucked. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He's It, it is correct. Um, and so it's obviously it's a very fucking, um, you know, tenuous uh, situation. And we get very little Chris Moltisanti in this episode, but we get just enough for it to be perfect. <laughs> get, yeah. The, yeah. One of my notes was uh, Christopher is so bad at gangstering, which is sort of like <laughs> he's, yeah. he's like the one who ha- was sort of I mean, I guess they all are. But he was is very much like born into this life. And you think sure. Yeah. Be, have like the most street smarts of anyone like having, you know, been part of this forever he's like the heir apparent but he's also just uh just so incompetent at it and it's beautiful yeah he's very bad at it and uh nothing points that out more than um his uh faux pas at uh the sit down between uh johnny sack and uh tony about something completely not relevant to to the war this is very important they need a shit 
in the carmine and Johnny comes up, you clam up. You got it, Tom. Say nothing, because you said the wrong thing. Fifteen minutes later. Organize this whole fucking bachelor party. Lesbian show, whores, fucking disgusting. Have you thought about this? Maybe you let him keep Lorraine, and you take a bigger piece of his Florida shit, the clubs. If I wanted to worry about Florida, I would move to fucking Miami. You know, it wasn't long ago I remember you used to wait in the car. And as far as I'm concerned, you should still be there. John, he was just Fuck trying... Fuck, he was just. Everybody's got a goddamn opinion. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I I didn't just... do nothing, Tone. It was just the one. It was just the one thing he said, and this is very important. Just clam up. Just don't say shit. And exactly. he's got like Chrissy has this ego, and I think a lot of them do, where they're like, and I think this is actually a very relatable thing, where you you believe that like you uh, will be perceived as the most rational, smart person in the room if you try to like mediate an argument, you know. And like it immediately just backfires on him. And it was just like you had one yeah. job, which was to say literally fucking nothing. Right. And I, I also just to say, I love that he's describing them as best friends. We used to be close. You know, I, I organized his bachelor party, strippers, whores. It was it was, dis it was disgusting. disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best part. Just the mind takes you to so many different things. Yeah, it was disgusting. I made his bachelor party fucking disgusting. And this yeah. is how he repays me. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> There's also this element that uh, recovery has given Christopher like this sort of false confidence. There you go. And yes. like, he like he has learned the language of recovery. And so like in his mind, he's automatically like the most rational person in the mm -hmm. room. He's he's sort of like he's the non-college version of the obnoxious college freshman. Yeah, like, yeah, yes. yeah. This is his first exposure to like learning a new thing, basically. Right. And wow. So now that's... he sort of has to go in Fuck. there and like tell people like, "Oh no, I learned this thing, and here's why uh, you've been doing that's your whole life wrong." Very astute. That is yeah. awesome. You're right. Yeah. That, yeah. That is uh, that's a hundred percent true. Like his version of going to college was going to rehab and right. learning how recovery works, and like you know being forced to be outside of which, his comfort which zone, which is just. A whole, it's just a perfect type. Like it's the most annoying type you can be, where people the have most. have learned like five recovery yes. idioms that yes. they use on you all the time. Where you're just like, yes. uh, yeah. you know, if uh, you're worried, you're not praying, and if you're praying, you're not worried. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. Whatever right. the fuck it is. Yeah. yeah, it's like just try to keep your side of the street clean. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, and you know, <laughs> yeah. have you tried uh, mindful meditation, John? Yeah, yeah. I, I I noticed that you keep taking other people's inventory. And um, <laughs> I feel like you should. Yeah, no, there, there's definitely like a version of that person, I think, always early on in recovery. And they're always the ones who I mean, I think we all kind of go through it where we all are like, oh, turns out I'm a I'm a fucking emotional genius now right. because mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not high on heroin anymore. Right. <laughs> I, I actually accomplished one thing in my yeah, life. Exactly. Like every day I choose not to do heroin. I want a medal and I also want to be a fucking uh, motivational speaker because and, clearly I am an inspiration exactly. to everyone. And is there a better put down than you used to fucking stay in the car? I remember <laughs> oh, when you yeah. used to fucking stay in the car. Yeah. That's such a great line. It was as close to being like, get your fucking shine box as if we've gotten <laughs> on, on the Sopranos. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. So finally we get to our last and I think um, most memorable in my opinion, um, uh, storyline it's the junior soprano is losing his mind storyline um 
And it starts out with, um, you know, there's been a lot of like hints as to like Junior's kind of like mental, waning mental capacity. Um, but this is the episode where you see it actually happening. Junior, uh, we first see him turning on the TV and thinking that he is on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> oh my God. Very HBO so funny. synergy. A lot of yes. HBO synergy yes. there, dude. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good way of kind of like you know get, plugging a promo for the next season of Curb um, in uh, in a Sopranos episode, and, and it was also just like so fucking funny and sad at the same time, uh, yeah. just because you can you can see that like oh no, it, it's happened, you know, um, and. This is the episode where th- the quote that I think will never die, one of the most well-known Sopranos quotes, I'd rank it up there with uh, it's a retirement community, but he's never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Yeah. Um, so I did yeah. want to discuss one part of that. Go ahead. I mean, first of all, great. I love that that is uh, the phrase that he keeps repeating is that. Um, mm-hmm. But second of all, at the dinner where he's talking about Tony never having the makings of a uh, varsity athlete his point about that is uh his small hands uh, right. which is the most inaccurate thing that anyone's ever said about james gandolfini whose fucking giant <laughs> catcher's mitts for hands are featured like he fucking holds uh valentina's head and it looks like it looks like andre the giant holding the pepsi can like, yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah. Clearly... he looks like a cartoon gangster yeah, yeah. like it, it, yeah like I, I i he looks like the that big dude from fucking uh spider-man into the spider-verse you know <laughs> yeah. like just giant meat hooks i mean that, yeah like tony yeah. i'm sure may have had a lot of problems as, as an athlete but small hands was not one of them let's be honest yeah yeah um but i i had that scene at the sunday dinner with the blow up because i just i, I think it's so fucking perfect it's a line call star ledger says Delmar's gonna be even tougher this coming year with that chinese kid your father never had the makings of a varsity athlete oh what the what the hell's with you what it's not true. What is it with you and this obsession with this varsity crap? <laughs> the other day you said it. And when I was a kid, you told the girl cousins the same thing. It was very hurtful. Tony, relax. It's not a big deal. It's undermining. And it's the kind of stuff I'm teaching my kids not to do. So I don't want to hear it again. End the subject. Hello? In hey. here. Hey. Hi. 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 Sorry we're late. The Tappan Zee was a nightmare. Yeah, checking the trucks again. So coming down, I heard on the radio, it looks like the Jets are going to grab that kid from Tulsa, that tight end. All I know is you never had the makings of a varsity athlete. A son of a bitch! What? Did I just tell you not to say that again? Say what? You don't like the way I talk? Get out of my house. Here we go, Tony. Now, Tony, shit. Get your coat, we're leaving. Uh, I don't have a coat. Well, then get moving, goddammit. Will someone please tell me what's going on? It's my last Sunday dinner here. That's what's going on. Uncle Jim, was that really necessary? He's a goddamn hothouse flower. That's his problem. <laughs> oh my god! He's I don't, a goddamn I, I don't hothouse have, flower. I don't That's have a coat. What yeah. the fuck it's is that line? Perfect. It's AJ so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Perfect it's... AJ line. And he's so concerned because he's like, I don't have a coat. Can we leave? Or can I get up? What is <laughs> happening? I don't have a coat. That's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 pretty great. And just um, I don't know what the fuck a hothouse flower is, but I. I love it as uh, as an explanation for. It's a fucking out ass flow. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
that the rhythm of that scene is amazing too. Just not being able to hear it without seeing it. You hear the rhythm of that scene and it's so perfect. It just yeah. keeps ratcheting it up. And then it's, it's, I love how it's, um, just it's disturbed by her, the sister who's now a whole different actor, by the way, like that's yeah, not right. the sister yeah. from season one <laughs> oh, and two. But yeah, that's right. They completely changed the sister, but She's like they, such a they, minor character that you, I, I never noticed with during. The yeah. I didn't notice until, until you just said it, but yeah, that's right. That yeah. they, they did completely change it. <laughs> yeah. And then they interrupt that argument, which is great. And then junior does it again. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And, and yeah, he's uh, he's clearly losing his mind. Uh, and then he goes missing. Bobby Jr. is looking for him. You know, uh, his friend who set up the cable is has no idea where he went. And he's just wandered back to Newark. And you see him like he goes to like this black church just screaming, where's Johnny? And uh, like, you know, it's it's clear he's, he's lost his mind. And he has this scene that, I, I, I again, this is the most memorable storyline because I remember everything that happened with Junior uh, in this uh, in this episode. He has a scene where he and a black woman are sitting on a bench uh, having a conversation in which I feel like literally no one they're talking past each other. Mm-hmm. And they're having a, it's a conversation. It's so surreal and like it yes. lands so hard just because it's so off. But it, it we had relations, you and me. It fully makes sense, but yeah, it's so spooky and like you yeah. have no idea. Like like the, it's completely ambiguous as to whether wait, do they know each other or do mm-hmm. they not? Uh, like you don't know what's happening, but you get the sense it's two people who are speaking two different languages who somehow found a way to have a conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and you- I, I have a a clip of that it's junior and black woman i mean you really had to what was she the fact that she was black was that important that you had to put it i'm sorry that was just MP3 so you wouldn't three description unbelievable <laughs> wow wow yeah. i'm just saying she's a black woman that's the name hello handsome where are you living now around here do you know me do i know you <laughs> jupiter club on sixth street caught fire that place a lot of people died do you know my brother Johnny you got all the looks I tell you that what are you saying you and I had relations (laughs) some bitch taxi cab run me right over my foot I have a car want a date Half and half in the back seat. I want to go home. Well, let me get a ride by the shelter. I have to find my car. You and me, we had relations. It's like it, it reminds me of those, like a, almost like a experimental theater you would see, where there mm-hmm. one character comes out in a spot and another comes out in a spot, and they're talking. You know, they're blocked in different directions, and they're just having their own monologues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really don't you don't know um, if they actually do know each other in any way. Um, I also want to know what half and half is. Yeah, I was going to say, right. like, what the fuck is a half and half? I'm so fascinated by that. Uh, is that a little bit of a blowjob, a little bit of a hand job? Is that, I don't, I, I would, I really, I wish I yeah, knew what it was. That makes sense. Like a suck, little suck and whack. A little yeah. suck and whack. Probably. It, yeah. It's probably a little suck and whack. And, um, I, I do, uh, enjoy the lingo. Um, but yeah, just all in all, that scene, I, I just fucking, I, I love the fact that they're having um, 
like a crazy person conversation that <laughs> you you don't know what's going on, but you know that they don't know what's going on either, and yeah. uh, and yet. Uh, yet, yet they seem to communicate somehow. And this is the beginning of the end for Junior. I mean, this is this is the start. This is when everything starts to crack for him. Yeah, you know? this everything is, goes downhill. Everything is going to uh, go downhill. Um, and yeah, so we finally end with um, Tony having a quick scene with a doctor at a golf course, um, in which it's another like rapid fire, a uh, convenient exposition scene. Uh, where you just kind of get like a doctor going, hey, by the way, uh, your uncle's crazy and uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. It uh, it almost feels like something where it's like if this were another episode, you'd be like, oh, they, they it, someone set that up so that they would believe uh, so that he would believe that or something. Right. It just right. feels feels like a setup, but it's it's not meant to be. It's meant to be just like this, like coincidentally, this very convenient conversation, which leads Tony to. Um, even though he's before this is like, he's dead to me. He said, I didn't have the makings of a varsity athlete. It leads him to come back. He brings some fish and, um, he has this amazing scene Mm -hmm. with junior that I just, uh, once it, Oh, Ah. I love it. Ah. This, this is my shit. Junior's only crying because he's senile. I don't know. It's a bit. Yeah. I love it so much. Tony wants to be loved. Yeah, but he's like, oh, I I think it's so great because it's like, he's like, he's going crazy. And rather than, you know, fucking uh, having good memories, all he does is like be an asshole. And it's like, you know, it's. Yeah. It's I don't know. There's something about that that's so tragic and sweet. Well, um, I, I I love I it. I guess so, but I don't know. It feels like you're. I don't know. Do you like? Do you require things from your uncle? Like I get it. If but it I think he father. was more of a. Well, he was more of a father to him than his father was. Yeah, uh, you know, because Uncle Junior taught him how to play baseball. He would throw the ball with him. Like he he's uh-huh. been around for longer than than his dad. Well, I think it's great, and I think that uh, it is is very sweet. And it's the it's the the final clip. So uh, let's hear it. The final clip. What is it? It is called. Don't you black, love me? Black woman in season. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you? Your former seal when you shut that freezer door. So how you feeling? Again, like it's such a perfect like throwaway old yes. man moment, but it's perfect. Ep- like, it's perfect. Yeah. Well, it's dad's son. It's they're setting Make up sure that you dynamic. Form a seal. seal. Yeah, like what are you gonna do? Like you have no control over whether like a seal, like either the seal forms or it doesn't. You like, have to push it. You have to push it. <laughs> you have to put your elbow into it. Yeah. yeah. Form a seal. What's your little problem? What problem? All right. But your doctor said something different. Who, Kennedy? Kennedy's your cancer doctor. I knew that. You said doctor. Just take your medicine, Uncle Joe. Make you feel better. Help with your memory. Believe me, there's plenty I'd like to forget. Yeah, you and me both. They often have dark These prairie dogs, they'll sleep during the day. Yeah. Look, the doctor said you may not have known what you were saying. What are you talking about? The varsity shit. Well, let's assume that you didn't know what you were saying, that, that you forget, but you say shit over and over. Yeah. Why's it gotta be something mean? Why can't you repeat something good? 
There's the coyote. I mean, don't you love me? My heart. Oh, oh it's so good. Guys, I feel like but you it, cut the scene after uh, you and me both, and it's just as good. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know. Don't you love me? And then watching him just kind of like cry. I, listen, I'm a I shill. Fully, I, I love that shit. I don't fully buy Tony saying, don't you love me? I don't know. I do. Oh, Vince, you got a heart of... You got a heart of stone. Heart of stone, dude. Yeah, this guy, this fucking guy over here. You got a heart of gabagool. That's a heart of gabagool. Yeah. I I um I think it's I think it was awesome, and I think also you you get the feeling that this is the same kind of conversation that Junior had with the black woman. They're kind of talking. Yeah. Past mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, sure. Junior's talking about coyotes and mm-hmm. about and prairie you know, dogs. They sleep during prairie, the day. <laughs> prairie dogs and and this is you'd rarely see Tony Soprano be um, vulnerable and to ask directly, "Do you love me? Do you, don't you have anything nice to say? Do you you don't see that from Tony? No, and, you don't. And I think it's brilliant that they cut on nothing. I mean, the edit is just them kind of tearing up. You don't hear anything else, and it's a very. I think it's a very powerful edit as well i think so too i think vince uh is um trash dumb. i think he's and, dumb and trash uh, his heart is filled with gabagool <laughs> it's so much gabagool and, that and, heart. and i would say that in general like if i had to rate this episode i'd give it a b plus vince Def- what, what would you give it oh man that's tough I mean, I really think this is one of my favorite episodes, uh, mm-hmm. thematically strong and streamlined. It's funny, it's scary, mm-hmm. and it's dramatic. Um, all of those. You know, based on all of the things, uh, I, I think I have to give it a B plus. Mm. Oh, all right. So this is a surprise. Uh, yeah, what about what about you, Paco Romain? I'd have to, I'm going to disagree with the Gabagool heart and with the um, the tall lanky fellow, the, the lank, lanky Hanks, Me, meaning yeah. you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's cool that, you know, the Bacalaris are involved, that Junior was walking down Bloomfield Avenue, mm-hmm. um, that Phil's brother Billy was in this. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of B, I, you know, there's so many Bs, Bloomfield Avenue. You know what? I'm going to give it a B plus. <laughs> All right, let's do yeah. it. Let's do uh, this solid B plus. We all agree that uh, it is a B plus episode and an A plus episode of Pod Yourself a Gun. Yeah. Yes. Don't you always. believe? Oh, it always does. <laughs> uh, Paco Romain, thank you so much for coming I on the like show. I feel like you're Gumar. Thank you so much. Oh, you are. You are the show's Gumar. We will fuck you and leave you. <laughs> but in not the like lurch. Valentina. You're not always just like playing pranks on us. Yeah, true. No. Yeah, that salt. So, so much salt. So much. Sometimes salt. you're on fire. Um, <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Well, do people think Tony Soprano's that hot? Like those women are gorgeous. Like I don't he's, know. He's powerful. He's the boss. I guess it's he's it's the, the broad shoulders huh? and the yeah. big old hands. Yeah, he's fuckable. The, I get it. The boss with the big hands. It's another B plus. <clears throat> people uh, can find me on the internet. At Paco Romain. Yeah. And, and, and what's the name of your podcast? Sup oh. Doc Podcast. If you like documentaries and two vaguely funny guys with great guests, <laughs> listen to Sup Doc Podcast. Check out Sup Doc wherever you get your podcast. Patreon.com slash broadcast. Uh, and, you know, at the $8 tier is the pot yourself a shout out tier. This week, Vince, we have two oh, $8 no, I didn't patrons. Even look at them. What are I they? just what? added them. Oh, I just added them bitch. now. Bada bing. So, uh, the first one is Scott Davis. Oh. 
Oh, get oh, him, Scott. Scott Davis. He's like Jim Davis, the, the Garfield creator. We call this guy Mondays, you know? Cause he hey, hates, we're he calling him Monday. Hey, Monday. Scotty Monday Davis. Hey, we're here. calling hey, you Mondays. Get over here, Mondays with your big Hey, you ass. call him Monday because he only comes once a week, this fucking guy. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we call him Mondays because everybody <laughs> hates him. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and the next one is Atif, A-T-I-F. Whoa. Earthquake. Yeah. Did you feel that? It sure did. Holy shit. That you had an earthquake? One. I usually don't feel them that big in Fresno. That was a good one. You guys didn't feel I that? Saw you, I saw your thingy shake. Not down here. Whoa. She's coming into the room. Yeah. It was a fucking earthquake. <laughs> that was a big one. That was a, that was... Yeah. ATF. ATF. His name's Earthquake from now on. Yeah. 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 Yeah, his he's earth shattering. His nickname's Earthquake for sure. It's fucking right. Earthquake. Call well, this guy Earthquake because uh, he's, yeah. he's got a lot of faults, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saved it. <laughs> Low Prieta. That's very guy. good. Uh, you guys so didn't if you feel want... that, that strong? That oh, no, I'm nah, in LA, dude. I can't feel you're in shit. I'm in San Francisco. You, we don't have earthquakes here. Usually, Fresno, we don't get. We get like the, you know, the fucking. Your camera shook, though. Yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were joke. I thought you're like this. You're like, oh look. No, but, that was wild. maybe. That was wild. Yeah, was it wild. could. It's possible that like someone just fucked Justin Halpern's mom. That like, might have been. <laughs> yeah. I like how your wife came in. She's like, "Are you still gonna just podcast while we're yeah. during, during an earthquake?" Yeah, apparently, yeah. apparently, I am. Uh, yeah, that's what you, <laughs> you do. Are. She's like, "We have kids. What do you?" patreon.com slash broadcast you yourself can also get a cool nickname in an earthquake if you just go to patreon.com slash broadcast and join the pod yourself a shout out tier uh which has some wonderful also discord connectivity i don't know how discord works but there's a discord so check that out uh broadcast at gmail.com for your questions comments concerns vince what's a google voice number 415-275-0030. All righty, Rue, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, don't stop believing. Don't stop. <sighs> Ain't that the truth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.